Hello, everybody. My name is Lat Mackie, and this is Sequence Break, episode 20, Mr. Shasta. And here he is, Mr. Shasta. It's me. <laughs> From the new streaming complex, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I just moved like a few days ago. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know it's kept me easy doing all this stuff while you're moving and everything like that. So. It's all good, no problem. I should turn my webcam a bit like that. There we awesome. go. Perfect. Um, you know, so I'd like to start out with just like a brief introduction. And I'm aware of you mostly as like a portable console gamer, you know, 3DS, a Game Boy Advance, uh, DS. What would you, if you could, you know, I know you're, you're a streamer. What, what kind of, what do you think you, what, what, how did you fit in this whole speedrunning streaming thing? All right. So uh, recently I was in a chat a few days ago and someone described my channel in there like during a conversation as niche tendo i feel like that fits perfectly <laughs> i've never <laughs> heard I, that because I'm not, I'm not known for running like really popular nintendo games i'm not, for, not known for like mario zelda and like all the more popular titles in those series i'm known for running more niche titles <laughs> those series like i've run fan Glass before i have second place in that game i've run new super mario bros i've I've run Martin Luther Superhero Saga, et cetera, et cetera. Well, like, I mostly run like like Kirby and Metroid and other stuff like that on Nintendo consoles. Yeah, and that's the thing, man. So it's like, it's hey, Dashy, what's up? A lot of people in the chat. This is awesome. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Um, I, you know, the portable consoles themselves are some of the most popular in all of gaming. And it's so interesting that it doesn't always feel that way. We hear about the PlayStations and, and you know, whatever new Nintendo device and stuff. But the, all these portable consoles have been super popular and kind of everywhere, wherever you go. Yeah, in a way, it's kind of surprising it's not popular on Twitch, but it kind of makes sense to consider you have to, like, you know, stream them. Right, right, then. exactly. <laughs> Makes yeah, that's that's really the hard part for a lot of people. It makes sense why it's not as popular because of that. <laughs> for sure, we're gonna get to that because that's that was the, that was the problem I came uh, into when I was trying mm -hmm. to you know stream portable games and speedrun them. Oh yeah. So uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. When did you first start gaming? What was kind of your first? Uh, what what, what are you, what's your early memories of gaming? Uh, so I had a I had an SC4 growing up, mm. and my first game I ever remember playing was Lego Racers on SC4. Oh, cool. That game is. I still love that game a lot. I kind of want to run it one day as well too. <laughs> yeah. And, like I've only ever, I've only ever run like one racing game. That was actually Lego Races Two just last year. Oh, geez, on okay. GBA. Yeah, yeah. On GBA actually. <laughs> that game. I'm the only person to ever run that game, but. It's actually so good. Like, it's better than the actual console version, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I totally believe that, actually. Uh, what was yeah, like that's, your, that was the first game, like, Races 2. I love that game so much. Would you say that was the first game, like, you put the most time into and all that kind of stuff as well? Uh, I wouldn't say most time into. I think, like, in terms of NCC4 games, probably Paper Mario, honestly. Yeah. The first original one's so, so damn good. I love that game as well. <laughs> okay, I so love a lot of games. That's going to be a common theme throughout this. <laughs> well, Paper Mario is like game a good... game is pretty cool. Uh, Paper Mario is interesting because like it's it's a long game. I mean, it takes 30, 40 hours to complete it on a, if you're playing it for the first time. Did you, when you first tr tried Paper Mario, did you actually play through completion? Or what was like your uh, experience with the first with your first playthrough of Paper Mario? Honestly, I've never really been like a, a completionist in general of my mm. games. Not until I started streaming a lot more. I'm mostly just like playing them and whatever happens and whatever <laughs> I do in it, just I just go with the flow. Yeah. Do all, and yeah, and all that stuff. I'm like go for like getting everything in the game or doing like certain challenges a lot of the time when I play something casually. I just I just go with the flow. And well, whatever I want to do, I just do. First of all, that's been a that's almost a common three from almost every successful speedrunner I have talked with on the podcast is that you do what's fun for you, what you enjoy doing, and that seems to be a common theme <laughs> amongst all Heck of yeah. you. <laughs> um, I, I first of all, I've never actually played Paper Mario, but I love watching speedruns of Paper Mario. What was it about that game early on that kind of caught your imagination? Why, why spend so much time with it? I don't know. It's just it's just it's just a very very charming game in general. Like it's just really 
it really just caught my eye as a kid. Just it, <laughs> like so many, so many things about it, like just just stuck with me. I guess like the like general theme of the game, like the whole like the art style, obviously, like it's very iconic at this point. Like the humor itself, the areas, the bosses, like everything like that, and the whole like RPG like badge system as well. I think it was just really cool too. <laughs> Absolutely. Obviously, like as as a little kid, I didn't think as much about that, but like it's what I think just stuck with me overall. Just all that stuff. This is just Plus my... it's Mario. It's Mario, Mario is right? iconic. Yeah, yeah I, I saw him everywhere after that. I was like, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> this is so great, and he's doing something different than just you know platform. Although there is platforming in the game. Um, oh yeah. Uh, one of the things that I. Uh, this is my personal opinion, but I feel like sometimes some of the games from the N64 era have, the graphics have not dated as gracefully as the gameplay and some of the other aspects of the N64. But I feel like the Paper Mario style has really held its own and still holds up today. And I, I, the graphics are one of the things that just grab me right away when I see Paper Mario. Oh, yeah. So, um, okay. So, what, you know, tell me a little bit. When did you then first discover speedrunning? When did that first become a thing? How does that get into your life? Uh, so, I was... So, funny enough, I'm actually someone that came from YouTube back in the day. Oh. Now, like, I'm not a YouTuber, but, like, I'm someone who came onto Twitch and discovered Spearing that way. Hmm. So, you might notice this person has a different name now, but he used to go by Peakhole44444. I used to watch him a lot on YouTube. I was like, a, uh, He was, like, a Let's Player back in the day. Yeah. And, like, one day he was, he was posted, like, hey, I'm streaming on Twitch with this person. We're playing, I think, Tony Hawk at the time. You should come watch. I was like, hey, I'm going to come watch. I'm going to make a <laughs> Twitch account and we'll check him out. And I just kept watching them there and I also watch like Proton John and other people like that mm. I saw on YouTube as well at the time, like on, on Twitch. They're also streaming there. I was like, hey, this is pretty cool. <laughs> and, and then eventually, uh, I know it was Patty. Patty started fearing like Link to the Past back in the day as well. And he started rating people and like rather just like, yeah, I think he's actually rating. He's not like hosting with the future back then. <laughs> but, like. Yeah, like he straight up raided channels like like Andy or Ivan or other people he knew that like were also speedrunning. Nice. And also he raided the, the GameStop Quick channel at one point when SGQ 2013 was coming up. And that was my first GQ I ever watched, actually. Wow. And, so and that's that's how that all came out. <laughs> was there a, a run or maybe just a, maybe there's a runner who kind of was like inspired like, hey, you know what? I want to try that. What's the what's the thing, I guess, that made you try your first speedrun? <sighs> that's a good question. <laughs> That's actually a really good question. I, I don't think I remember too well, honestly. Okay. I know, I know. At the time when I first started trying to speedrun, though, I had no, I had no way to get good internet on my side of the house. <laughs> oh no, I had, no, no. Here's what it was. It was a, uh, I was the other side of the house in my all, all my gaming stuff, but the internet was on this side of the house. <laughs> so I had no way to actually like get, like, yeah. I don't know, just get like people like stream or record or anything like that. <laughs> Basically, Check. it's like I have a PC over here. I have my gaming stuff over here. Right. But I have a TV over here because I was making income at the time because <laughs> I was still in high school and stuff. Or like just getting out of high school, rather. But yeah. yeah. Technical issues. So, so what, what I came up with was that I, I actually splurged and just like saved up for a 3DS capture card at the time. Oh, my God. I just, yeah. Wow. That's like... Four, Four hundred dollars, I know. Yeah, your that was first streaming gear was the capture card. Holy cow! That was the only thing. That's the only way I could come up with to actually like stream, be able to stream because I really, really wanted to. Right. I really wanted. I've been wanting to do like YouTube stuff since like, or rather, just like just content creation stuff since like 2010, probably because I used to watch a lot of Call of Duty videos. That I was really addicted to Call of Duty back in high school. Well, so yeah. Okay. I want to be one of those Call of Duty montage makers and all that stuff. <laughs> 
Honestly, I didn't do any of that, but still. I know. I don't. I, I'd be so. It'd be so funny to see you playing Call of Duty on your stream. I think everyone'd be like, "What the hell is this?" I actually still think it's really fun. Oh yeah, it's a great game. Show for sure. Okay. I just. I just love the pacing of it. I love Mario for two so much in particular. Oh yeah, absolutely. A, fr- a friend might actually experience that game, and like he's. It's really fun to watch. It's wild. Time. I mean, it's like a lot of PC games. There's clipping out of bed. There's all this craziness happening, but it's kind of a wild speed run. Yeah, game actually runs like a Quake 3 engine, so there's bunny hopping and stuff too right. in that run. It's really cool. <laughs> That's so cool. Check it out if you haven't seen it. So, okay, so that begs the question then, what was the first game that you would consider that you speed run or speed ran? Oh, uh, Kirby Sweet Squad. Okay, nice. That was, that was the first game I ever speed ran. It, it, of all the games, do you think you put the most time into that game? No. Nope. No, okay. I, I've, I've surpassed it since then. Oh, really? Nope. Wow. Yeah, so, uh, so Kirby Sweet Squad was the first one I ran. I ran Abrison for a while. For a while, I was on, I was one of the first people to actually ride that game back in the day with a friend of mine who now goes by his real name, but he used to go as, as a tuxedo mob as well. Mm-hmm. And like, and uh, we 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 ran that and like routed and stuff. And like, with for initially, tornado was the fastest power in that game, and now it's wheel just dominates the crap out of that game <laughs> because wheel just busted in that game. But yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of how that came about. Nice. And like since and like ever since I ran that game, I started picking up other 3DS tiles and stuff. Like for instance, I my second speed game was Mighty Switch Force because I had looked on the eShop and I was like, what should I run? What's what's a good what's a good 3DS game I should run? And I was like, I don't know this game. I'm picking it up. It's eight dollars. <laughs> Make it sick. It's a really sick speed run. <laughs> I've never I didn't even watch that one actually on uh, on your profile when I was uh what, was that a while ago? How when, when did it, that must have been five years ago? Okay, there you go. Yeah, it was like five years ago. <laughs> Jeez, that's probably I ran that like mid I picked up in like mid 2014. I, I ran Sweet Swap for like a few months and then like occasionally all of 2014. Okay, so you mentioned it from the start that for you to start streaming or to to speedrun portable games, you had to have a way to capture that, and it's always a challenge. Um, what what are the challenges to first of all speed? Let's start with this. What are the challenges to just speedrunning on on a Game Boy Advance or a 3DS or something like that? I think Game Boy Advance is easier in this case because at this point in time, all you need is just a GameCube and a Game Boy Player. Okay. You don't even need a disc anymore for it. Nice. Funnily so, enough, over time the disc became was most like most like expensive thing to get for a Game Boy player setup, but now it's the least expensive because <laughs> Game Boy Airface exists. Perfect. Ah, thank you. All you need is just like homebrew and like a Wii, I think. Oh, cool. Okay. And and, and just like upload the software to that and then put it into, onto a GameCube memory card, and then there you go. Oh, it's and that you just simple. bypass the disc. And, Holy cow! Yeah, you need like Wind Waker, Melee, or some other game like. <laughs> Some some sort of some other popular GameCube game to actually run it. It's like I use Melee for instance for mine. Oh, Mulo is saying just straight bypass it. It's great. You just need an SD card. You don't even need the Wii anymore. That's awesome. Holy cow! Oh, perfect then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's uh. So uh, and then so for like for the DS, what what is the capture or or the and the 3DS? What does the capture card do? And I I always and I don't even can you still get capture cards for the DS and 3DS? Uh, right now you can, but the person who's making it is going on a bit of a break because. Uh, I was getting away with his home life mostly. Oh, he has yeah. like wife and kids and all that. I'm pretty sure. Right. Okay. But yeah, that's like you can get it from like merki.net, murky.net right now. Very cool. But it's it's expensive. It's like four hundred, five hundred dollars at the moment. Plus, it's from Europe, so European shipping will cost a little more. Right. And yeah, so I should have, I should have it right here by the oh, way. Oh wow! So it, it was so, a mo- you have to mod the actual console itself to make it work. 
Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, I'll have to mind myself. The murky in this case does it. <laughs> Got it. There used to be two other sellers, Loopy and Katsuke, but Katsuke went out of business. I saw that. And Loopy was from the U.S. He's from Utah, actually. He has his address on his website, so I can say that. Nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, like he 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 did like capture cards, like one of the three of us like first came out for a while, and then he kind of just like stopped doing stuff. They kept saying he'd come back and do more stuff, but never actually did that. So I don't trust him. So. <laughs> So but, yeah. just like, so for the logistics end, so when you're doing a speed run, let's say on, on the 3DS, are you looking at the capture itself? Or are you still playing the game on your device while you're doing this? I'm playing on my device. You should looking down like this yeah. on my 3DS. <laughs> it's just it's playing on my, on my screen right here, but like, I don't like looking at that. Right. It's got a little bit of like, like a very slime of input delay, I feel. <sighs> just enough, just but enough to be for a speed runner, right? <laughs> barely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just prefer like my 3DS. That's what, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm used to, you know? So, you know, on your profile, you've run games that are, are, are available on just normal home consoles, GameCube, things like that. And you also, you do a lot of these runs on, on portable. Con What's the, is there a big difference when you're speedrunning a game on, let's say, the portable console compared to something that's in your home? Uh, mm, not, not really if you're talking like GameCube, because mm -hmm. like I, I just play them on my, on my modern in this case. It's just like steering a normal game, really. <laughs> At this point, it's just like a little more expensive to set, but yeah. I've noticed with like the DS and 3DS games that you run, you're actually, you know, you have to use the stylus and things like that. Is that, is, does that become part, how do you, I mean, does that become part of your practice? Like, what's that like using that to speed run? It's, it's, fun. it's fun. It's actually really fun. So I'll, I, I kind of chronicled this earlier, but the third game I picked up, like ever for speed run, is Metroid Prime Metroid for Nintendo DS. Still one of my favorite games I've ever run before in general. I freaking love that run so much. That's one of the but ones. That game. That game primarily uses the stylus for aiming. Like, here's the way you actually play a game is you have to hold it kind of like weirdly and like aim like this and select items and powers and all that stuff like that, like all the time while you're still moving around and all that stuff. It, and going to the morph ball and pressing like down here as well. Like, it's it's a lot to keep track of, but it's really fun. And the game controls like a dream if you really if you're good at it and get used to the controls. It's um, it's one of my favorite games I think on on the 3DS, and I, I watching you speedrun. It's one of the ones I've watched just a couple times, even before we sat down for the chat, because it's such an interesting speedrun as well with all the things you're doing. But execution oh, yeah. is super important to that game as well. And I'm like, how long does it take you to get good at using the stylus to aim and stuff like that? Uh, surprisingly, not as not as long as you think it'd be. Okay. I think the really biggest thing is getting used to higher sensitivity because that's it feels better to run at higher sensitivity to that game. I think my default game. Is, has like 15 settings for it but i'd personally run like six just oh. like an aim faster eat more easily and yeah. more accurately and stuff is that common yeah. it's, um, it's like it just takes like a few runs like to get used to it i feel and then, it. then it's like second nature at that point is that a common thing for other speedrunners of the game like to, to change mess with the sensitivity settings things like that uh yeah it is so oh. actually funny enough someone a friend of mine dice run picked up the game a few days ago like as a speed run and oh, wow. I, and he like he he ran at a default sensitivity and he was having trouble aiming everything and i was like hey you should run a higher sensitivity and he was and he was just like <laughs> just mind blown at how good it was how, how easy it was to aim at stuff mind blown <laughs> right Okay, so I, I you you look on your profile. You've got you've speedrun a bunch of Kirby games. Do you have a favorite Kirby game to speedrun? Not Kirby Nightmare in Dreamlands. Kirby Ooh, Nightmare. baby. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about that game that uh, makes it so great? It's just it's just so fun to move around in that game. Plus it's, plus it's like very it's very fun to optimize it to in general. There's so many small things about the run there. It's just it's just like so fun to just move around, like just just optimize and just. 
it's just fun to move around that game really at the end of the day one of the it's things just, it's, just, it's great I've basically loved every Kirby game that I've ever played. And I, one thing I noticed is that on a casual playthrough, most Kirby games are, aren't the most challenging. They're, they're very accessible. I shouldn't say that they're not most challenging. They're accessible. Like most yeah, people can definitely. pick them up and play them. But when I, anytime I watch the speed run, they're doing these amazing things that don't exist in the, uh, how many, how, how much time have you put into, uh, to, uh what's like Kirby, uh, uh Nightmare and Dreamland. Yeah. Nightmare and Dreamland. It's most. It's the game I've actually run the most. I've put over six thousand plus attempts in eight percent, oh, man, and almost and almost a thousand to hundred percent plus other like other categories like no copy abilities, which I I have the only record in at this point. <laughs> or not the only record. Like I have phrase that wrong, but like I have the I have the record in that. I used yeah. to have record in eight percent and hundred percent at one point, but not anymore. Well, and that's one of the things I noticed. Yeah. That there's there's like quite other, there are meme categories for Kirby games for sure. <laughs> there are a lot for Nightmare and Dream on actually. We have a whole like Google Doc called the Memer Boards that we just like upload, <laughs> make new runs for. Oh nice. It's pretty great. Well, and that's the other thing I noticed right away is that there's quite a community around Kirby just itself. Um, you know, for a, a lot of I mean I, not to, to to pigeonhole anything, but uh, you know, a lot of Game Boy games and, and Game Boy Advance, they don't get the kind of love that we see, you know, on N sixty four and some other platforms and like that. So, but Kirby has its own like community, which is really wonderful. Um, can I you love speak? It so much. Yeah, tell me a little bit about the community and what it's like, you know, being a part of that. Our community is so great. There, there, there are a lot of people that are very passionate about the games. Like, I think a lot of the community sent like first introduced to the game via Nightmare and Dreamland. I feel because for because <laughs> for a while, like in like 2018 especially it was just me and mk cocoon just like going back and like just like trying to push the game as, as far down as we could and like other people like musical and rocks and other people like that just like we're just writing the crap out of the game and just pushing the times out as much as we can and eventually like we got it down to like a 37 minute time which we didn't think it was even possible well, no a 38 minute like a low 38 minute time which like we didn't think it was even possible for a long time but we just found so many optimizations that like made it happen over time and because and because of like stuff like that a lot of people get interested in the community and also we had like a tournament go on at the same time too i feel like that actually pushed like a lot of people to just stick around and just check out more kirby games to run at that points like right now a lot more a lot more of the people who get introduced to game for nightmare in dreamland are now running like amazing mirror for instance the other gba kirby tile or like going off to different other kirby games like uh like a tournament tracy's writing kirby's adventure primarily and now they're learning like superstar and they came to me the other day talking about Dreamland 3 as well, too. It was like a lot of stuff like that. Like the community is really cool. And it actually like explored the other Kirby games, too, which is really, which is really awesome. Uh, you know, it, like it's, it's very rarely a person who just like sticks to one Kirby title, I feel. Uh, is, I, I think that's really cool about it. <laughs> I totally agree. I, I've noticed how much overlap there is between once you've gotten the bug or gotten the taste of a Kirby speedrun, <laughs> you want to keep oh, do, yeah. you want to keep trying new things. You want to keep going. The, the other thing too is that a few weeks ago we had uh, a Kirby series relay, which was uh, four teams of fifteen different runners. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> fifteen, so sixty, uh, actually fifty nine total because one person had a drop. But yeah. Oh my god! Like, it's crazy. <laughs> That's so we had. Yeah, we had like 15 different Kirby tiles. We started with Dreamland 1 and if we turned Dreamland right at the end. I learned personally I learned Kirby Triple Lux D tour for that, and it was really, really fun. That run's actually a lot more fun than I expected it to be. But yeah, like that that really in particular introduced a lot of people like to other Kirby tiles as well and made people really just want to run more Kirby games. Oh, especially yeah. within the community. <laughs> like like there was like two two teams of like of purely Japanese uh, people from J Japan, like Japanese writers, and like two and like two people from, like two teams of like fifteen people from the world, like everywhere else. 
it was it was really cool in the end my team won hell yeah heck yeah <laughs> it came down to like it was a 16 hour relay it came down to within three minutes of each other between oh. both between both like world teams that's it was insane crazy. that's insane yeah and like the one of the japanese teams like i think five minutes off of like of like the second place like the other world team it was crazy <laughs> That is so. Is this a like? Is it on a VOD somewhere? This seems great with people streaming. Yeah. It? Okay. It was on a uh, speed gaming. The whole thing. Oh, cool! I'm gonna have to go back and watch this. How did I miss that? It sounds so much fun. It was so cool. How long did the race take? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, we finished around like just under 16 and a half hours. Oh man, that is so cool. That is so cool. I think, I think the last place team finished just before 17 hours as well. So it was oh. it was a lot closer than expected to be. Ooh, holy cow! That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Mullah says that we need more Kirby's Pinball Land runners. Uh, apparently. <laughs> Not a lot of people run that game, actually. No, yeah. I feel, I feel like people are intimidated by pinball runs. <laughs> well, it does bring up a, a point, though. So I, uh, Nightmare Dreamline is a GBA game, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah. So how does the how do the leaderboards work for games like... I, I don't know if Nightmare Dreamline is available on Virtual Console, but do you guys have it separated by... Yeah, it okay, so it is separated. Okay, so I mean, it's available on... Do you have them separated by yeah. Virtual Console or anything? How does the, the leaderboards work? Uh, we do not have it separated in this okay. case. Cool. Funnily enough, uh, Wii U VC version of Nightmare Dreamline is... As far as we're aware, the exact same speed as the GameCube version, oh, wow, which okay. is surprising because if you take a look at the DS <laughs> Wii Virtual Console, yeah. uh, let's just say DS for, uh, for uh, Wii Virtual Console for Kirby Sweet Swan in particular saved like three minutes for 8%. Oh my god. Like five for 100% just from load times. Jeez, that is a huge so, time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's surprising that for GBA games, most of the time it's like perfectly okay for like to, to run on that. There's like no differences at all. <laughs> that's a that's cool that you also have a Japanese community. I don't, you know, not all games have that kind of uh, fortunate. You know, is there is there okay. are, are you, is there any overlap or is there, are 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 they members? Like, I know there's going to be a language barrier, but is there any overlap with the communities? There's a I, I, there's pretty bit of a lot I say yeah okay wow. Kirby is huge in Japan in general oh like, that's that explains why the community over there as well is also really huge uh, we, okay. like we have two different Kirby discords because of that as well there's one for Japanese writers and there's one for just American writers which is like the one I usually hang out on, obviously yeah right but yeah like it's really cool that like that exists in the first place honestly. St. Lasagna, Kirby Tilt and, and Tumble. I mean, that's Dude, the thing. The Kirby that game games. are sick. <laughs> are they really? I've never seen that one. What, what uh, console is that one on? That's on, that's on Game Boy Color. But the only way to stream it is by tilting your GameCube. <laughs> I'm not you even serious? kidding you. Oh, you pick is... up your GameCube and you tilt it, and that's how you play the game. Don't be if you're like, yeah, flick it up. How have I never seen Have you read the game? I've not run. Okay, I had a kid though, but never beat it. So. Yeah, I mean, how does that work with the? I guess oh, you're not playing with the disc, so it, it doesn't pop the disc off the thing or anything. Yeah, it's, like if you play for Game Boy Player disc or like any sort of disc, it's like like as soon as you start the Game Boy Player, you can just take out the disc and oh, it cool. still work. Okay. And it doesn't it doesn't affect it. Yeah, exactly. Thankfully, there's <laughs> <laughs> other way that would be not good. So, what is, the other I've noticed you've played more than one Metroid game on portable consoles, and I I love almost all of the Metroids I've played on 3DS. I enjoyed the newest uh, Metroid one. I can't remember the name of it, but is it is that Samus Returns? Samus Returns. I enjoyed I love that game. Metroid Two on Game Boy on the original Game Boy is just like awesome, you know. So uh, I'm curious what, what what are some of your favorite? Uh, I, I enjoyed it. What are some of your favorite Fair Metroid uh, speed runs to do? Uh, so I, I, I honestly I, I love all the ones I picked up in general. Oh, nice. But okay. I, I feel like 
so I Fusion is my favorite Metroid game. I loved it so much as a kid to the point where I was when I was like eight or nine, I would literally tell people sometimes, "Don't play this game. It's so scary. It's so scary. Maybe you're afraid." I don't know. It was weird, but yeah, like that's my favorite one, and I have run it most. I think of all the Metroid games I've run. I actually picked up Harvest for it recently as well because I played. I did a, a casual Harvest play through the game as well, and I really I like that run a lot too. What is... I got too I got too good of a time in that game too quickly, so I kind of just stopped because I, I I got like frustrated I couldn't beat it. Oh no! <laughs> but, but yeah, it was really fun to run though. What is it about the speed run for Fusion that you enjoy so much? Uh, it's really just all like very minor optimizations that really add up, like a lot of very small things. And it it got played like perfectly to really save time in that run too. Additionally, of course, getting good luck because that's very prominent in Fusion. A lot of, like the first like ten minutes of the run, there's like <laughs> these eye doors that will shoot beams, and you have to open up three times without shooting a beam to like in order for you to advance and like shoot a missile with their eye. But like they won't do that; they can shoot up to four beams at once before they open up like that. <laughs> oh, like, a lot of so, a lot of luck of that just like builds up, but also a lot of your skill will also even it out too. Like for instance, whenever you see a boss it drops something called Core X, which you have to destroy to get the power you need to advance. And like you can, you can frame perfectly, hit hit two missiles on them at the same time. Every time you do that, it saves like three seconds or so. So like stuff like that will add up over the course of the run. And it's all skill to be able to do that consistently. I, and I kind of love stuff like that in general of speed running. Just like little stuff that adds up and just execution that's kind of hard to do that really just adds up in general. It's interesting. That's, that's my favorite. I'm it's I'm interested. I'm glad you said something like that because uh, the I've noticed that that seems like a common theme of Metroid games in general is the execution part of it. And we oh, see yeah. even people who have current world records in competitive categories. They might be ten seconds behind on a split, but they'll keep going because there are still so many optimizations available. And to get them all perfectly is, I mean, I, I don't know if it's near impossible, but it's really challenging for even the most experienced. It's really people. hard. Yeah, <laughs> I think Zos recently like i don't know if you actually got world record in symmetry again i'm actually looking it up right now while i'm, while I'm talking yeah no problem. but like, i know he's been on the grind for a while for that and like to see him actually like see to see everything he has to do now to even like get close to being that time is just yeah. insane <laughs> apparently he tied it from what the word says 456 okay but yeah like it's absolutely insane like metro experience are all like that every single one even the 3d ones like metro prime are all exactly like that it's... You gotta play it like as super super tippy top level, doing all the really really dumb hard stuff <laughs> to get like the best time in it. At this point, it, it's it's nuts. I love it so much, though. You know, if somebody uses an input display, I don't even think it does it justice to actually see what your fingers are doing during Super Metroid or any of the the, the uh, GBA uh, 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 runs because there's fingers. I mean, there's so much L and R and and everything to select. I mean, everything oh, yeah. is being used all the time, and it's kind of insane how much execution is required of the game to do it. Literally everything. Like for fusion, yeah, press L, L and R a lot in general because that's how you aim up like diagonally, for instance. And R is how you like R is how you, you like use your missiles and your power bombs and everything like that. So you use an SP. You gotta, do, you gotta like just do it like really briefly. Yeah, press them like really briefly, like or like save time and stuff. You know, no, totally. Oh, that's up. And so you're you're running on an SP. I noticed. I didn't. Uh, I did, yeah. did do your do you ever get hand issues or finger issues playing on something that's you know smaller than the uh, the other the uh, traditional the not really. Line. I actually have more hand issues from my GameCube controller. Really? Okay, <laughs> interesting. It's, 
Yeah, like, I, I'm just used to it, I think, more than anything else. I think the way I hold my SP is better than I hold my GameCube controller anyways. <laughs> but I just hold my GameCube controller normally, so... <laughs> that's our goes. Right? Some of the design, I imagine. <laughs> so the uh, the video that's for those those who are actually watching the stream and not watching this on YouTube, the video that's playing right now is Wario Land Four, and it's it's one of my actually I, I of all the times you've run Wario Land, I, I don't know if it, I guess it's more recent compared to some of your older Kirby runs and things like that. Uh, what do you enjoy about running? Tell us a little bit about the Wario Land Four speed run, and then uh, what you enjoy about it. Uh, where do I begin? Oh my god, <laughs> I love that game so much. It's it's, I, so I, it's in my top five games in general. I oh, love it. nice, nice, cool, so good. Yeah, but yeah, it's every, honestly just everything about that game I just love. There's nothing I hate about it. It's, that's a rarity, I know, but it's just true. <laughs> what? So where do I begin? Yeah. Basically, <laughs> let's start with what you know. For those who who haven't played a Wario Land game, what makes Wario Land different than like a Mario Land game or something like that? Uh, in this case, like, Wario Land 4 is actually different, I feel, from the other three okay. uh, previous Wario Land titles, because yeah. Wario Land 4 is more about its platforming than its puzzle solving, in a way. Because the other three are more about, like, solving your puzzles. Or really just 2 and 3, I feel. Okay. It's more about, like, solving puzzles and platforming to get to them and stuff, to, in order to actually advance and get through a level. But Wario Land 4 is all about just straight, straight, straight platforming. It focuses more on that, because the GBA is just better about that sort of thing in general, I feel. It runs a lot faster than the Game Boy Color did for two and three, at least. <laughs> so, like, the thing. So, like, for instance, like, if I hold down the R button like this, I just got, I just move really fast, like, going to the right for a while. And in that game in particular, if you if you let go of the if you like jump or like let go of the R button and jump like at any point, like you actually keep your momentum for a while and keep going really really fast across the screen and stuff like that. Like, it just allows you. It, I just love how fast you move in that game in particular. It's if you're just and watching like a cash precise you, and yeah. also how precise you can move too, because like you can do stuff like pressing down slightly to stop your momentum while you're moving really quickly, just see like little uh, small ground pounds or stuff like like really just like if you turn around, you just completely halt your momentum and just go the opposite direction like immediately. There's just so much precision in that platforming in that game, and it's just so fun to just move around with because of that. And also, stuff like if you press the B button, you do, you do a little like dash animation like that. <laughs> Yeah, and like if you press down, you can also slide with it while you're doing that. Like, there's a lot of different ways to control Wario, and there's a lot of really precise stuff to do with it. And the speedrun of that game takes full advantage of it. And it's so fun to move around with because of that. It's just impressive to it. watch because of how much of it shows up on screen. Like you, see, it looks like a. I mean, it almost looks like a Sonic game. It's not, I mean, that's a little extreme, but it moves so fast the way that the run happened. I don't think it's extreme at all, honestly, given the, given how the game goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so this is a good. You know, Mula bring it up in the in the chat that how different four is compared to the the, the previous three, and that's a fair point. What, what anything to convince him to actually finish the game on like a casual playthrough? Well, like I said, that's a game I feel like has very little, if any, flaws in it. So. Mm -hmm. If you want a game that's, if you want honestly one of the best few platformers ever made, get that game. I, I'm just gonna go out and say it because I feel like it's very true. I think that's totally <laughs> that's fair. Me. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah, like if you enjoyed two and three, you'll honestly also love. Uh, I would know you say didn't, but I, I again like I feel like if okay actually another thing actually so that that, that game has I think every single level in that game is very unique in how it goes. It's something I always play whenever I run the game too, but like. Uh, every every level is like different from the last in some sort of way. Like it looks different. It has different mechanics. Like everything like that. And also just throughout the whole game, the way you advance is collecting four different chests throughout each level. So it encourages exploration. 
this should like gain like this little keyboard called Keezer who who unlocks the next level as well. Like a lot of that's like the game encourages exploration in addition to just like you know moving through it normally like left to right or right to left or whatever. And I feel like it's really unique compared to other 2D platformers in general as well. So uh, if you like exploring your games, this game very much wants you to explore the game. And also other difficulties will do the same thing too because they move around chests and enemies and make you go different paths like you wouldn't normally find yourself. And I feel like it's really, really sick. So I hope that encourages you a little bit to find a copy. <laughs> <laughs> and me personally, I, I think the audio and sound, uh, the soundtrack and the graphics are just some of the best that the console has to offer. It looks really good. Yeah. I even touch on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love, I love, I love the animation so much in that game. They're extremely smooth. And the best part is that game came out a few months after a GBA came out too. Oh, it's one of the early so like, games. Wow, that's crazy. It's one of the earliest GBA games, and it looks so damn good still. It, it like really even, does. Even to the, by today's standards, just pixel art and just animation is just top notch. That game is so colorful and bright when it needs to be, and so dark and, mis- and like mysterious when it needs to be as well. Like the first, like the first patch I go to, Spear and Sapphire Passage, has a bunch of different like darker levels, like Crescent Moon Village or uh, Arabian Nights as well too. Like and they and look, it looks so good. It looks so damn good still. <laughs> I'm getting nostalgic goosebumps. No, I I totally agree with you. And I think that's one of those underrated things about, you know, a great speed game like that is that it's, you know, it looks, it's, it's really, I mean, it's really nice presentation. I even forgot to mention that about Fusion. I love the, 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 and actually most, almost every Metroid game, but Fusion has a great soundtrack to go with it. It's like, it's like perfect for the atmosphere it's trying to create. Like it really sets the the, the mood very nicely. It's it's one of the reasons why I love the game so much as well, too. Yeah. It's like similar reason entirely. (laughs) Fun fact as well, both of those games run on the same engine. So do they really? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Metroid Fusion runs on modified Warland Four engine, oh. and which and Metroid Zero Mission, the game came out after Fusion Metroid series, runs on modified Metroid Fusion engine. So oh my gosh, there you go. It's all connected. <laughs> It all connects. You know, it's, it's, yeah. I'm glad we're bringing up the soundtracks because, you know, when I had my Game Boy Advance, like, I, I rarely ever use headphones. Like, I would just, and so, the, you know, especially on the first model, the, 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 the speaker is total trash. Like, everything kind of sounds like ass coming out of that thing. But you pop yeah, in you some can't really plug a headphone to it either. There's yeah. No does, does the SP port. model have a port for it? Nope. Oh. It's all, all it has right here. I had see? no idea. Okay. At least the, the Model 1 has a, in fact, I think I have mine, like, right here. Oh, I must have put it away. Anyway, the, the 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 first model had it in the top. You could, or maybe it's in the bottom. You can you can. Run I s- did. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, it's right. been a while since I've seen one. Honestly, uh, if you can see it right here in the bottom. There's a little. I don't know if you'd actually see it, but oh, there's no a little, kidding. Yeah. yeah. So I, but I, I never used it. Like I, this thing was perfect to use on the go. So like you know, I wanna, I just use whatever sound I had. But plugging headphones is like a world of difference. Like you could hear all these things that the the uh, composers were doing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, chat's apparently saying that uh, there's a diaper for the SP that allows headphones. I did not know that. I actually never like saw it as a kid. So apparently Nintendo was using a dongle before Apple made it po- uh, popular. There you go. There you go. So they learned. <laughs> That's cool, though. Well, it it, it just it goes to show you how much the developers actually cared about the games that they were putting on the system because the soundtracks. I even there's some soundtracks I love on Game Boy too. Like they're just they exist throughout the pantheon of the uh, the oh, yeah. portable consoles. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good ones out there. Okay. I feel like I feel like a lot of like portable games in general get a lot more flack than you two, um, just because like stuff like the sound quality and all that. But there's still some of my favorites. Are you playing on? Do you have like your original GBA and your original D? Like, are you playing on the ones that you grew up with? I not anymore. I used uh, to spear on a, on a uh, purple GBA SP that uh, I've had since I was like. 
since it came out, really, I think like 2003 or so. Nice. I used to spear on that. that. I actually ran Nightmare Dreamland as Q2016 on that system. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't use that anymore because it likes to turn off randomly. Oh, it doesn't really. That's so, a bummer. Yeah. Well, now I use this one that a friend gave me like a while ago. It works really well and has like incredibly good battery life, which is sick. That's crazy. SPL lasts like seven hours. It's crazy. Oh, so nice. <laughs> I know, right? Do um, do, do the, I don't have like I haven't put in the hours on my portable consoles that you have as a speedrunner. Do do you find some of the same issues where pads start to wear out, things like that? Like, do, do you see notice? Do you more notice a little bit wear and tear more for somebody who speedruns them? I've only really noticed that on my 3DS because sometimes I run games that use touchscreen a lot. Mm. This one that I use right now, this cap capture that I use right now, I don't really have that issue. Okay. But like one of the ones I used before, like I, I kind of noticed a bit that this touchscreen was getting a little bit more wear on it over mm. time. So was but it dropping what, inputs on the? It. Was it would it drop inputs or what, was, what would wear and tear look like? It would just it's just like it just looked a little rougher. I feel like even after cleaning it a bit, it just it was like a little rougher to like swipe and do stuff on it. So like sometimes it'd be harder to touch it as well too. <laughs> if somebody was considering getting into speedrunning on DS, Game Boy Advance, all the other portable consoles that are out there, um, where's a good place to start? It, it, can I like just set up my cell phone and record my screen? Like, what's allowed yeah. and what's legal? Everything is allowed as okay. long as you have a way to see uh, for people to see that you're doing the run itself. Like, you, you can use your cell phone just to like record, for instance, like point the screen. That's totally fine. There's actually a person in the Kirby community who has been doing that for years, and he's really good at the games he runs. So, <laughs> nice. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, that's totally fine. If you want to, like, I know, I, I know, like, and also, like, for a lot of, I feel like a lot of DS communities, unless you have, like, the best time in the game, you don't need to, ha like, be able to record your time yet. Like, unless you have, like, top tier, or, like, top, or, like, the best time, literally world record in a game, like, you don't need to actually record your system, I feel. That's... But, like, some games, some games definitely require that. Like for instance, uh, Man Emmer Ultra, which is like a sub game of Kirby Super Mario Ultra, that's really popular for people to run. Like that's 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 one of those. Like I think for like any time that's under twenty six minutes in game time requires video proof. I think so. Like that's at that point you need to like actually record your run to see like if you're doing like see like for people to see your run all that stuff. Hmm. Got it. And I want to say something like that, but like otherwise you just like. Post a, post a screenshot of your PB because like a results screen shows up at the end of, at the end of every run. Oh, cool! And all that stuff and that can, that's considered legal and things like that. Yeah. Okay, got it. That's totally fine. Uh, and, and then, so how about how is emulation? Like, are, are there separate leaderboards? How does emulation work? If, if that's that's going to be your avenue to get into this? Honestly, I'm not sure entirely because okay. I'm not really one who emulates games often. But Same I know <laughs> some. I know emulators are allowed for some games as long as you use the correct one. Like you know, I think I think it's Bizhawk with like a GBA BIOS. I want to say is what's allowed for at the very least Kirby Nightmare and Dreamlands because it's completely accurate to console. I know but, like, you can't use emulator. You can't use emulator if you're like if you're like past like forty one minutes. I want to say for that game for eight percent at least something like that. We that's one of the common themes that's actually come up with almost every speedrunner that has been on the podcast. And that's like, until you get to like a top three time, most of the time start with whatever you have kind of thing. Like it really doesn't matter that much. Uh, or it's a, you need to start somewhere. So start with what you have. Don't spend any money. Don't go crazy with it. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I know, I know streaming is a popular thing these days. It's one of those things everyone wants to do, but like, I think start, I think starting small and then working your way up to like being able to do that is right. a good way to go about it. personally. <laughs> 
So uh, also, also, yeah, S and Chat as well too. We uh, Wii U VC is also allowed. That's okay. not really. That's not a computer emulator. It's official emulation, so right. that's totally allowed. That was going to be my next question. You beat me to it, Murdoch. So thank you for uh, that. It's great. Um, Perfect. <laughs> and, and that being said, though, D- uh, DS Wii VC is the worst thing in the world. It's cool that it exists, but it's like multiple minutes faster for a lot of games. For instance, my favorite example of this is for the six-hour-long Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explore the Sky Run. It saves 18 minutes in load times. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. That, like, I mean, that's not even like that's that's so crazy. That's an insane amount. It's like if you if you want to go for the best time in that game, <laughs> you, you gotta run it on Wii VC or bust. I have same deal, same move any game that apparently uses like Hurry Suit Squad as well too. But yeah, I haven't played any <laughs> DS games on on Wii U VC. Do they just use do you use the gamepad as the touchpad? Is that how that yeah. touchscreen? Okay, that's the, that's the only way to play it. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, that's I, crazy. I wish, you can, I wish you can split the screens and be able to record both screens, but you can't do that. Ah, oh, dang it. Okay, so you only like, you, you can split them, but you can't record like the bottom screen on your on your gamepad in this case. There's no way to record the gamepad. Do you have to submit a time with the bottom screen, or can you just submit what you? Uh, you have to, you have to wait to record it if you were to split both of them yeah, up. I guess you could use but a like, camera or whatever. But j- just by default, so there's there's like every like every layout except for the one I just mentioned. There has like the bottom screen on your TV in this oh, case. God. Okay, I got you. Cool. And like it's it plays on both your TV and also your gamepad, so it works. Yeah, Mula, I totally agree. That's way crazier than the Super Game Boy Super Game Boy Two uh, timing discrepancies. That's like not even close. <laughs> I mean, it pulls oh, yeah. out of the water. Um, and Mystery Dungeon Explorers. Um, so that actually kind of the one of the things that I I really enjoy about your stream is that you've got all this stuff set up so you can watch it and you know it, it's not easy to get up and going when you're streaming all of this stuff. Uh, when did mm-hmm. you? When did? Uh, well, tell us, take us a little bit through your. Have you always streamed uh, portable games on your stream? Take us a little bit through. What's been like your experience mm-hmm. streaming all this stuff? So, like, like I said, like the first year of me streaming was mostly just doing stuff on 3DS because it was the only way to like stream for a while. Yeah. Eventually, I actually did was able to get like a TV, like a little like mini LCD TV. Oh, nice, nice. Like, so I was able to stream off of that. But it's, I think I forget which one that which game I started with first. Wait, no, no, no. Okay, so here's what it was. So a friend of mine on on Twitter, he, he goes by Z Wing. He goes by something else now these days. Used to be by Z Wing. Uh, he actually was selling a game a Game Boy player with disc. For twenty five dollars at the time, <laughs> nice. I, and I, I just snatched that up because that's a really, really, really low price for one. I was Heck looking yeah. for it at the time, so it's perfect. So yeah, I got that from him. He like, and I was able to actually start streaming GBA stuff from there. First game I learned, Metroid Fusion. <laughs> perfect, perfect. <laughs> yeah, and then from the, and then like from there, I, I like that same year during the first ever twelve hour challenge. By the way, I actually learned Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland. Hey, in three hours. So. Oh my gosh. There you go. <laughs> Twelve hour challenge coming through again. <laughs> I remember during that time because I because I now had a GameCube that I bought to use with the Game Boy Player that I got for very very cheap. No kidding. I uh yeah like not 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 like I I also learned a bunch of GameCube games like I learned uh Star Fox Assaults and Double Seven Age Under Fire in particular, which I held luckier in both those games for a little bit. So yeah. Those both games I, I loved a lot as a kid as well. I need to try out some of the more of the Star Fox on on the portable. The only one I've played is the Star Fox sixty four three DS version. Like I got a the, the, there's some I, apparently there's some decent games. They're fun to play. Yeah, yeah, play Star Fox Assault. I love that game. It's on GameCube. I know I know copies like get more, more a little more expensive now, but like it's really fun. Uh, it's the one can play I have about it. It's, it's a bit short, but like otherwise. 
and that kind of happens, uh, you know, on, on portable titles. We see them be shorter than typical type games. But um, yeah. let's see. Murdoch asks, do you know about the new 3DS software streaming option where the N3DS software is used to broadcast a stream over Wi-Fi? Yeah, I do. So the thing about that is that it's not legal for speedruns. <clears throat> oh. Excuse me. It's not legal for it's not legal for speedruns because actually it overclocks the system and makes load times way faster. Uh, so you can't. It's it's not fair competition in that case. But you could use it Otherwise, for a casual we, playthrough. Yeah. Other. Yeah. It's perfectly fine for anything you want to do casually. Right. But like. But yeah. It also runs. It, like the way it works is it sends like multiple screenshots over and over, like in a very very quick succession oh, wow. to to your PC if, as far as I'm aware. Some something like that. Yeah. Like in order for you to be able to stream it, so it's not it's not the best frame rate in the first place. I was gonna ask, okay, but <laughs> it's still some way to record it, which is really cool. Yeah, no kidding. So there is a way you could do it, but uh, that's an interesting option. I I didn't really yeah. wasn't aware of that. That's interesting. It's really cool. It's called it's called a NTR. I, I don't know what it stands for, but it's called NTR. <laughs> do you have to? Uh, does the uh, 3ds have to be uh, hacked or what are they? Uh, homebrewed or? Uh... Yeah, okay. it's a homebrew thing. Got it. Cool. It, okay. In particular, it only works on new 3ds. So one oh. of these babies. Hey yo, <laughs> <laughs> I you know it's fun. Okay, just so but you but I, but I have a new 3ds as well, and it's one of my favorite consoles. I the screen is huge. There's so many great games. Like this is one of the things that I I I know with the Switch being out, it's kind of you know there there aren't any new t- basically no new titles coming out. But it is such a great console. Like there's it offers so much, and so much of what's I in the this. Switch I think really started here in the in the 3ds. Oh, agreed. It's kind of a shame too, because like the three has lasted two years after the Switch came out, but no one cared in the first two years. <laughs> this it's, is true. Which is a crying shame. It's a gigantic <sighs> shame. Because some of my uh, favorite games on the system came out during that time. Right. That's a good point, Murdoch. Also, the Metro Stamps Returns <laughs> and uh WarriorWare Gold, which is like probably it's within my top three 3DS games at this point. I haven't played that. I gotta play that. I just recently finished you, you, you need to play it. Yeah, it sounds like, great. Listen to me. You need to play it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I got that a game is incredible. Yeah. I completely agree with you. It Murdoch. is the best WarioWare game, yeah. bar none. Okay, and wow. All the games are incredible. <laughs> is it on the eShop or do I have to buy a cart? I think it's I think both. Okay, perfect. I think so, it's on both. <laughs> Samus Returns equals amazing. I agree. I enjoy I had yeah, such I it's such an enjoyable playthrough. And then the speedrun is just insane. I I, I nuts. there are so many ridiculous clips and stuff that I just it blows my mind seeing that game. Shout out to my GDK run of that game where I spent seven <laughs> uh, six or seven minutes on one clip. So so Shasta, I was that's in the my, that's my memory. I was in the room Sorry. watching you and I'm like, yes, he needs to stay with us. This could this could go on for this could be the whole run and I'd be totally down. I know, right? It's so ridiculous. <laughs> that that clip is so ridiculous to begin with. So the, anyway. the worst part is it wasn't it's no it's no different from any of the clips I did in that run in that run. <laughs> They're all the same. It's just really stupidly precise. Oh, in that case, awesome. I just I just kept getting really like more and more nervous over time. I kept failing it and doing it wrong because of that. Well, folks, if and you have they, they had calmed down a bit now, and I just like I did it correctly. It was like, yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, pause it right now and go watch Shasta's uh, GDQ run of it because it's really. It, it, first of all, it goes on for it feels like forever, but once he gets it, oh my gosh, it's like the greatest the thing in the world. The crowd was just <laughs> infectious. It was just incredible. It might be the loudest I've ever I yelled or cheered for anything at a GDQ. So. I feel like it was the loudest anyone's ever cheered at GDQ, other than when we were getting like two million, yeah, three million, the, three million bucks. Yeah, I agree, man. It's totally agree. Yeah, when people were, were like. <laughs> Like ten thousand, yeah. Nine thousand. <laughs> wow. That's such a memorable moment. I was, I was, I like, I ran down from my room at the time just to be there in the crowd for that last little moment. 
so, Jim Crow trigger. It was so good. That's a great segue. Uh, you've done a fair amount of now public event uh, performances, whether it's at Calithon or whether it's at GDQ. Um, what mm-hmm. are some of the, you know, what is it? Uh, is that, does you get nervous? Like, what do you enjoy about doing these public performances of your speedruns? Dude, I just love talking about my video games. <laughs> <laughs> the hell you say? You couldn't tell. <laughs> that's 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 really that's a big part of it honestly but i i really just love the whole marathon environment more anything else i feel like marathon runs are in particular a very different thing from just Hmm. speaking about your games or just like talking about on your stream you know or just like grinding your game on your stream and stuff it's funny you say that because when i watch your stream i find it's 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 you have the same passion on stream as you do when you're doing it during the marathon (laughs) like it comes through that you just enjoy talking about the games I love it so much. It, it, it's I just, I just like the games that I run a lot. Basically, that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. So, a lot, like all the games I've run before, are, I'm just I'm just nostalgic about. It. I play a ton as a kid, and like some of the games I even like played more than like multiple times in a row as a kid. Like actually, Curve Nightmare in Dreamland, I would sometimes just play it one thing and then put it down and like do that again some other day. You know. <laughs> So I do stuff like that. That's game. <laughs> I, I, I totally hear you, man. So tell us a little bit about Calithon then. When did Calithon come about? How did that get who started it? How did it start? What is what are I guess and what is Calithon? If you nobody knows if you haven't heard about it. This is a good story. Okay, All right. I can't wait. So, I've been wanting this to hear this story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So basically way back in twenty fourteen, it was me, Jeff and three D. Uh, and two and two other people that aren't really as known anymore, but used to be a lot more known. Uh, BLK Yoshi, who now goes by Beak, Beak and uh, Maniku, who's like he's like a pixel artist these days. But like we all wanted to like carpool to uh to the next SGQ at one point, which was in Colorado at the time. It used to be in Colorado, now it's in Minnesota, but that's where we get that's what I'm getting to. But like we want we wanted to carpool there. And like we want, and wanted to do like a marathon to like raise money and stuff. Oh, no, 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 we didn't do that. So we, we just wanted to carpool there and like put gas and all that stuff and just go right there, like to SGEQ, which like a few states over, like in Colorado yeah. at the time. And then GEQ announced that they're moving SGEQ from Colorado to Minnesota, <laughs> which makes no sense to me because that was the West Coast GEQ, you know? <laughs> right. it, was the, it was the West Coast events right, in a way. Right. It, was, it was the closest thing we had. So. For, so like me and Jeff at that point we were like we were, we were shot we couldn't really oh it's 2015 never mind it's 2015 not 2014 but regardless like yeah it was that year that with Minnesota and like yeah we, we we me and Jeff still wanted to do something we wanted to like just do something for fun so we want so we came up with an idea to just run a bunch of different games we wanted to look into for fun for speedrunning like all in a row in like like over the course of two days we call it Dumbathon. <laughs> because we're just doing it dumb just running a bunch of different games we don't know how to run (laughs) (laughs) and some stuff we do you know so that's that's what we're that's what we're planning on doing but in the end it never it never came to fruition but the thing the thing is we try to invite other people here over like like you know be okay or she be a beak these days like we try inviting him over for this and like he's like sure i'm down let's go made a twitter made a twitter group for it we tried inviting Studio at the time, who was living in like Irvine, I think, at the time. Now he's I, I somewhere on East Coast. I think he's moved around <laughs> a lot over the last like few years. But yeah, try invi- try inviting him. He's like, sure, I'm down. Let's go. I'm I'm okay with this. Let's do it. And then like it grew from there. Like, a lot more people just 
I we I I spread the word. A lot more people were interested, and then yeah, it can't. And then yeah, it was like we can't have we can't like house all these people. We can't we can't do this. I would just create a marathon at that point, and so we did. <laughs> yes. We we ended up talking with like I think Esports Arena at the time, and they're like we we sat down with one of the representatives there, and and it was just like yeah, I'm sure we can, sure I'm down. We can host a marathon here. Turns out it was the exact same weekend as a big Smash tournament. <laughs> That was when the first Calathon was at the time known as Californathon. It was during a uh, 2GGT Faux Saga. <laughs> so, like that Saturday of the event, like Friday was totally fine, Sunday was totally fine. That Saturday was just lots of uproar and lots of hype and lot tons of people being there. And the entire second floor was for us. <laughs> and people just kept like coming in, like watching the events that we just said, uh, just like <laughs> just out of nowhere. <laughs> We got we got a few you got a few people to help like yeah we, we got we we got a few people to help as well too like be on staff and we got more people afterwards to help out for like the next event but yeah that's how everything started in the end was just me and Jeff wanting to do a dumb and just run a bunch of games we just didn't know how to run <laughs> all, all in one all in just one marathon like back like back and forth we just trade. This, like this is, and stuff. You're literally blowing my mind because it just seems like these kind of serious, you know, nonchalant didn't really mean much. We had this idea and we got this thing going uh, because it, you know, it's every time I've watched and I now I'm thinking about it, I probably I think I might have watched that first California thon come to think of it. Like I didn't realize that was the first one. And I, I, I just like these series of fortunate things that happened. Like there wasn't big some big master plan <laughs> to, for nope. it to turn into what it turned into. That blows my mind. It eventually became like a, a whole big plan stuff right. we were able to plan things out a lot sure. more and just in general make it more of a more serious thing but yeah well and and that'd be my next question then when what happens or what 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 is what, what makes it kind of what <laughs> background <laughs> hey teddy um what is crawling the floor trying not to be on camera oh, it's okay man it's okay <laughs> it would um let's play the what uh <laughs> fogging up. now i can all, all i can think about is just teddy crawling on the ground right now <laughs> but uh <laughs> Um, what, what happens or when do you decide that, Hey, you know what, this thing, it has, has legs. When do you decide that this, you're going to make, you're going to put more serious time into making it a, a thing? I uh, really think for just for a second event. Cause like, okay. at, like at that point, like our first event was really popular. A lot of people really loved it and wanted to see more of it. So for a second event, we tried to like vary it up a little bit. We couldn't, we, had, we tried to make it just go back to esports arena and just make it a thing there, but then they canceled on us. Oh, no. They canceled on us like a few months before. So we were scrambling to, like we were scrambling to make it to like make something happen. Like they promised like the main stage, like you know, like right there, main stage, everything like that. So I forget why they canceled, but they ended up just like being like, No, we can't do this, I'm sorry. But we had but they had a scramble because they told us his last second. Oh no. So thankfully I, I forget how this came about, but like we found uh it was like some sort of uh convention in San Jose that we ended up just moving to at that point. And we were hoping to get a ballroom of some sort. There are multiple that are just there, but we couldn't get that. We got a very small closet. <laughs> <laughs> and we had like two rows of two or three rows of chairs set up and people just coming in for it. And like we're in a very cramped, like very warm space. And a lot of people are just doing runs there. But it felt really cool at the same time, just having so many people there, like just again to just to be in a small closet, you know? How, you know, were the runners exclusively California people or were they like how did you get runners for those first uh were, like first two couple marathons? There were, it was, I think for like the first one, it was mostly just people from California. Like just 
just drove out or just drove up or anything nice. like that. For a second one, we have a few people come out from different areas. Like, for instance, we had Shelney who came from Canada. He was the only, he, our only international runner wow. at the time. <laughs> That's pretty cool. He came cool. from Canada. Yeah. Like this, he just, like, flew down, which is really cool. Just to be in a little closet. Yeah. <laughs> just to be in a little closet. And then we had Kier, who was from Texas. He actually drove up from Texas straight up. Like, I think, like, 10 hours or so just to run Shinobi 3 there. Oh it was God. really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, but otherwise, there's people from, like, neighboring states or somewhere close. Hi, Teddy. <laughs> Again, he's like, Teddy, you can walk, dude. You can walk, it's okay. <laughs> oh, God. This is so bad. But yeah, we, we, have, we had, it was mostly people from California still, or like people from like Arizona or Nevada or like Oregon or Utah or Washington, for instance. It was mostly people from there. And also NorCal, of course, we were in NorCal. And also, it was really cool because we had a, uh, we had Super Mario Maker there too, of Grand Pooh Bear at the time, which oh, was cool. like our, he was actually there for the first, actually, he was there for the first Calathon. Or Cal Forth on the time. That's where that's how we first met him in the first place. This is when he was first like getting really popular and stuff too. <laughs> it's, it, was, it was really cool just having him there. And he was like, I'm let's I'm down for a second one. Let's go. We'll, I'll bring more people. I'll bring more Mario Maker people. We'll we'll, we'll make a huge thing. And we had like I think a four three or four way Mario Maker race of some sort of like different levels people made specifically for that events. It was so it was so cool. It it might have like, been like the same deal with the first event, and like also the third we had too. Like a bunch, of, like Mario Maker people made just a bunch of different really cool, difficult levels for Pooh to speed run at the time. And I, and I it was it was one of the it was one of the best things we've done. I feel I heard him. I can't remember if it was on his podcast or somewhere else. He gave a quote though, and and I think it's like a perfect description of Calithon. He was like, "It's it's just as awesome and just as fun as GDQ, but way less relaxed. I'm way more relaxed. Way, way it's like just a it's a really relaxed oh, yeah. environment, and and everyone you could talk. You know, it's very friendly, and because it's a smaller group, a smaller gathering when you're there, it's not you don't you don't have to deal with two thousand people as you're tr- you know trying to practice your run or whatever. It's a, a really cool. Definitely. You guys have created a great vibe uh for all of the calithons i think that's really interesting that it kind of still is around today like that yeah and we're hoping for like a bigger event this next this next time funny enough for our, i guess we can start into this right now as well too but funny enough for our online event that we're uh, submissions are currently open for until the end of today by the way get those submissions in you have get time <laughs> do it but yeah for all online event for coronavirus relief that we're doing like next weekend we actually had way more submissions for that than any other Calathon that we've had before. Yes! So, awesome! Yeah. <laughs> it's been very overwhelming. It's been a lot of challenges because of that. But... <laughs> Yeah, it's well, it's really cool to say at least. If you don't, I, and you don't, if you don't want to talk about all the behind the scenes, I totally understand. But it's really challenging to run a marathon, whether it's online or in person. What are some of the things that you found have created some challenges that you guys have had to work through to figure things out? Uh, it's, <laughs> a lot. A lot of it really. It's it's been a lot of different stuff. Either just different people being hard to work with. Sure. And like. Uh, equipment costs as well too is a big one. Right. We followed as an LO, we followed as like an LOC like before our last live event as well too. Oh wow! Which was it's just an interesting experience. Never had to do something like that before. But, <laughs> yeah, having to treat it like a legit thing, right? Yeah, it, it became more of a thing, and now we're you know Calathon LOC for instance. <laughs> Woohoo! It's legit. 
Hooray, non-profit business owner. <laughs> Murdoch, I have gotten my submissions in. I might add one more, actually, though. I just had a thought before <laughs> yesterday. So I still got time. I still got until midnight. So. Still got time. Add the response, yo. What have been, let's, go, let's go Google Forums. I've seen you on the couch a lot. What have been some What are some of your more memorable moments from the history of Calithon, if you will? I, I've, personally, at least for me, like... Uh, just for my own runs I've done there, like my double seven run was my mm. favorite. I had no one else there to really, you know, tell anything about the game. And also it was a very last minute run because someone dropped like very last minutes. And the time slot for my double seven run was perfect to fill. So oh, I was nice. like, you know what? I'll just get, I'm, I can do this game. I'm really good at it. I'm very consistent at it. I can just go up there and just play it. Right. And I, and it was good. The whole couch just memed the whole time. <laughs> I was just laughing about it. I mean, I mean about the game. That game is also very meme worthy. Oh yeah, yeah. My favorite GQ run as well too is my double seven run, identifier <laughs> <laughs> run from AG twenty eighteen because it was also very, it was very meme worthy. I almost <laughs> chose also, that as I video seriously too at the same yeah. time. Right, right. No, totally. I almost chose that as the video to choose because I was having so much fun watching it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I love Wario Land four too though, so it's tough to pick which one. But uh... definitely Wario Land four. That game is so good. I, I, it also runs so good, but yeah. I, like, I, that's, go go ahead, go. No, go ahead. Go, go, I'm sorry. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I, and what I was going to say too is like, so I attended the last live event that, that Calathon had and it's, uh, it's if you've, if you ever wanted to, it's just such a friendly atmosphere. Like, because there's not many people there, uh, in a, it, it, overwhelming, I should say. There's not an overwhelming amount of people. You can literally, it's really easy to talk to people and have great conversations. You guys also had a great space for it. So it's, uh, I, I, I'm glad to see that that, 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 that kind of thing exists for America. Like, there, yes, GDQ is the, you know, it's, it's, it's still, the, it's, it's the biggest one we've got, but there are other great events and Calathon's a great example of that. I definitely agree. No bias or anything, but I feel. <laughs> but for real, like, there's a lot of great, there's a lot of great spearing events out there that aren't cues. For instance, like Absolutely. I love ESA as well. I actually oh, yeah. went to ESA 2017. Oh, nice! I, wa- I want to check it out myself, and it was, it's it's a similar vibe I feel to like what Kyathon goes for as well. It's very much, it's very much lighthearted and more relaxed as a whole. And the European spears are just that whole scene there is just so good. I, All very people. I've been trying to talk the wife into I'm like, look, we can go vacation in Europe, and there just happens to be this speed riding event going on. Come on, you can do this. It'd be great. <laughs> just go vacation in Copenhagen. Yeah, I think I moved right. There, like last year. <laughs> Was that the first time you've traveled internationally? That's really cool. You went. Uh, technically, yes. As a, I'm in like fifth grade, went on a cruise to like Mexico at one point. That's yeah. other than that, yeah, I think that's it. I, I agree with Murdoch. RPG Limit Break, uh, NLSS, and Retrothon, all those things on the you know for some of the East Coast plays uh, runners. Like there's there there's just there there are tons of events uh, for all different people, and that's the thing I think that's the important takeaway from this is that if you're interested at all in submitting to a marathon or anything like that, there are tons out there. Yeah, I'm a huge advocate for mar- spearing marathons in general. I have a whole channel on Discord specifically for informing people of when spearing marathons are are like taking submissions and other stuff like that and just like talking about it and all that i'm a huge advocate for that sort of thing in general i i think that's awesome that you that you do that and i think it's, it's super important like there are you can start anywhere you know if you want to just get your game oh, out yeah. there uh, you can start your own marathon as well too there's a lot of challenges that come with it but it's i feel like it's worth it in the end especially if you're in an area of, of the country like in the united states or the world that like has like a smaller group of people that isn't really as represented as like you know like ESA or GEQ or like Calithon or anywhere like that. As I know, for instance, as well, too, like Brazil has like a decent size 
us here in community they hold, they hold marathons down there too like totally. rta in japan is one in, in japan that's like a huge marathon there as well that gets a lot of people watching and also just people submitting and spewing there that's how i met a lot of different kirby runners as well too because like wakaza and cabbage for instance we're doing a kirby swallow hard percent race and i was able to actually like commentate that in english restream and it was such a it was such a mind-blowing really cool run i actually love the run a lot <laughs> You know, as we record this, Big John is actually running his own charity marathon for COVID-19 relief uh, as we speak. And it's one of those things where it's like, hey, you know what? He saw a need. He wanted to raise some money for a good cause and and gives people an opportunity to to speed run to an audience. They may that may not even know who you know, they may not know you and those kind of things. So it's there are always things out there like that. That's a great example. So. Oh, yeah. I, I, I wish there was, like, a big hub for this sort of thing, though, just, like, all the IRL spewing marathons. Some sort of, if someone out there wants to make a website of just, like, of just, like, marathon, spewing marathon, like, when, like, when submissions for spewing marathons are live, like, where generally, where, like, live IRL spewing marathons take place, like, stuff like that. That'd be so good. And the if you know that... Good, good. The only place to know that does something similar to that is like our speedrun, like red.com slash speedrun. Mm, right. But right. like I don't really go there often anymore. And uh, see, it's it, not really a place a lot of people I, I feel like a lot of people who are looking for a marathon submissions really right. check anymore either. Mm-hmm. Like usually go to speedrun.com for that sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah. And if somebody wanted to start this cause, I promise you, I could. T- if you started a Patreon, I'd be the first one to donate because I agree with you that this would be like the, the perfect thing to. That would be I would a nice. I support the crap out of that. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm someone who's been submitting to, to, to Spirit Marathon since 2014, by the way. Oh, man. <laughs> both online, online and offline. Jeez. So, yeah, I'm really I'm really all about this sort of thing. Not only the fact that I run my own, but also I've been a part of other ones that, that my friends have run, for instance, or like, you know, I've run in all in general, too, because of that. I don't... I'll, you can probably find VODs of marathons I've run in that I just completely forgot about at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I believe it, right? Dashy says... Well, actually, funny enough, I can talk about this too. So, like, the first... One of the first mar- all marathons I actually remember speedrunning for was... Uh, <sighs> Speedrun Central. There we go. Mm, Speedrun Central. Okay. Yeah. That was way back in, I think, late 2014. I was not a big streamer by any means, by any means at all, but I remember following most of the people in that marathon at the time because it's just a great way to just introduce yourself to new speedrunners. Funnily enough, some of the people in that marathon, by the way, uh, Cherno, if you know who he is, a big streamer who speedruns a lot of different PC games these days. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually met him through that marathon because I was the run after his, or run before his, rather. <laughs> no, 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 wait. Was before or after? I think it was after. I ran Mighty Switch Force, and he was like, stick around for Mighty Switch Force because it's anime. <laughs> It was crazy. Dude, uh, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because the first marathon I participated in was Retrothon and Toad went on right before or right after me. And I had no idea. I was not familiar with his stream. I'm glad I found it. I watch it all the time now. It's like marathons are a great way to find content or, or games that you're interested in, you know? Oh, yeah. It's got to have have like an open mind in this case. Like if you do a marathon run, if you have time to stick around and watch Mm -hmm. like the next few runs. Do it. It's right to just be in chats and just like, you know, either support just the stream itself or just like meet new people or watch games you've never seen before as a yeah. speed run, for instance. It's just it's great for that. That's and that's one and thing else. Was- just in general, like and just in general as well, too, just like look into the schedule and finding different runs that you're interested in that you've never seen before. It's it's nice. Just like and like getting to know the actual streamer or the speedrunner or the per- of the games that like you saw. Like it's it's really cool. Just like 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 I said, like I followed most of the people in that first marathon that that I did. 
because and like I still know them to his day and I still follow him on Twitter and stuff. And like it's just I don't know. It's just it's I think it's just important, you know. That's it's important, so, like it's important for getting your name out there, especially. That sounds that's so interesting that you mentioned that, Chasta, because that's one thing I noticed about Calithon about how people who I may have I didn't meet, but everyone there was a lot of people just hanging around and supporting. Whether it was in the chat, like there was a the chat was going like was a dedicated group of individuals <laughs> hanging out for the whole <laughs> marathon. The last one that I and and just I, I or in person, like it's so that 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 total thing exists for Calithon, which I thought was really cool. It really does. <laughs> I, I love we have our own audience in general. I think part of it's because of the California brand as well, too. Right. Yeah, that I, I love it. This cracks me up the Dashy. And before I start Dashy thought, well, there you go. See, Dashy, exactly. Go and do it. Go Why not? It. There's nothing, there's, do, there's no barrier to entry. <laughs> do the thing. You got plenty of games. Start, start, start running them. <laughs> uh, when is, uh, when is uh, Calithon uh, coronavirus relief? Tell us a little bit about it. All right. So we kind of came up with it like really quickly. Mm hmm. Like like we 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 start we we came up with the idea like two weeks ago and we just like we're like we'll, just, we'll throw this together in a few weeks and just get something out there really quickly just for people to just donate for because direct relief has been doing is like that's the charity we've been raising for for the last few years and they are they're, so good they're awesome they're so great everyone everyone associated with that charity amazing charity itself absolutely amazing we had our fourth event at their headquarters because they are amazing <laughs> and allow us to do that i've had mc on the podcast and we talked quite a bit about uh direct relief so <laughs> yeah they're, they're such an amazing charity they raise money for like bringing medical supplies and stuff all over all of the people all over the world who needs it mm. in this case literally all people all over the world need it right now <laughs> no the reason like they're literally like one of the best one of the best charities right now f to donate for in terms of like relieving or like just treating coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Just like everyone is affected by it right now. Like, and, and we're raising money for that space. So we're raising money for them once again. Makes sense, obviously. And but yeah, when, we're having it's right. actually next weekend. We're okay. starting next Friday awesome. at like eight a.m. It'll be going all day until midnight, and Saturday eight a.m. to midnight, Sunday eight a.m. midnight. We had to extend the hours a little bit because we had so many submissions. They're all so good. I got to tell you, I appreciate the break. <laughs> it's good. It's good that you take a break, though. That's a really important part that you get some rest while you're doing this, and, and actually can take care of yourself. But uh, dang, that's so cool. That you guys extended the hours. I thought it was great. Yeah, we had like a six-hour like meeting yesterday, just going over submissions <laughs> that were like hard pass or hard guess, oh, and that we're not even like done with going over going over them yet. We still have to like give them proper judgments. Right. <laughs> After this is done, I'll probably like go through all all, all our hard yes and just add up the hours. Probably <laughs> that's probably what we're gonna, I'm gonna do after this, just so we have like a bare baseline of like how many hours we need to fill and stuff. Absolutely, but, yeah. <laughs> it's well, been crazy. I'm I, glad we put it together, but it's been a lot of challenges on our own end too, like especially technically, because like we have like an RTMP server and stuff, but like all the software on our end is like we need to still get completely set, and that's been. And we gotta do. We have like a, like less than a week now to do that. Right. That's been, it's it's challenge. It's hard. And you just moved, and uh, you know <laughs> all that. I'm, stuff. I'm not the one who does it, thankfully. But uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not technically. Uh, yeah. I'm not technically sound on that. I did not pass <laughs> computer science in high school. That's because my teacher was bad. But that's a different story. <laughs> Um, I do, I, you know, I, I understand if you can't answer the question, it's totally fine if you can't, but will we see a return or will there be another Calithon live event? And, uh, <laughs> sorry, I did it right as you took a drink there. So <laughs> that's, that's my I know you don't have to say dates or anything like that, but will we see a return to live events for Calithon? We definitely will. Okay. That's, we want to do it. The, 
so we wanted to do it this year. In the end, it would have been canceled if we did this yeah. year because of coronavirus, obviously. But like, yeah, we we wanted to do it this year, but we had some problems on our back end. I won't say exactly what's, but yeah, just know we had problems sure, that sure. we couldn't. I I personally can't talk about. Yeah, no one on totally fine. Talk about it. Totally fine. I'm yeah, glad to so hear yeah, that there that, is that we will see it though. There is it's not the end of Python. So trust me. <laughs> I, I had like a hotel scout out and everything. We were gonna contact them and get all set up, and then stuff happened and it all fell through in the end. But we're all good now. We're all selling that now, thankfully. Well, thankfully we're good, and we can just get something going for like next year or like maybe even later this year. I don't know. Here, we'll see. Here's Probably next the, year at this point. We'll see. And if coronavirus has taught us anything, there are many things outside of your control when you're running an event. <laughs> um, and yeah. we may not see. I mean, at this point, it's possible we won't see another live speedrunning event for months now. I mean, at this point, uh, we saw mm-hmm. that GDQ just postponed theirs as well. So, yeah, late August now for that. Yeah. After my birthday. Hell yeah. Hey, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Well, like, that's, I'm hoping that like stays and uh, wasn't canceled. <laughs> I'll be submitting every game I've submitted for <laughs> previously because now the submissions are wipes. We but, did. Yeah. We've got to most of the uh, questions in the chat here, but we did have one on Twitter from Teddy, who you may know, who may be in the same room as you right now. Yes. <laughs> uh, what's a cool? Right <laughs> what's a cool non Nintendo non Nintendo console game you would consider running and why? Also, how do you um, feel about the labeled? Or how about being labeled Nintendo? Nintendo, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a yell real quick. Sure. Jetset Radio! <laughs> I love Jetset Radio so much. Such I play a that game all the time at 360. <laughs> when, I, when I had it, it was like one of the games that, one of the games that wasn't like a first-person shooter I played during <laughs> high school that I just absolutely just fell for. Like the aesthetics, the music, just the gameplay itself. Ugh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a game that I would absolutely love to run. That's not on on Super Nintendo console. I love that game so much. Nice. And if I had like a original Xbox of some sort, I'd probably consider also running uh, Jet Set Radio Future. But I do not have that, unfortunately. Mm. I, I've never played, but it looks like a ton of fun to play Jet Set Radio. It's so good. <laughs> I listen to the soundtrack all the time, and it it never gets old. Uh, what are you currently working on right now, speed wise or or streaming wise? Uh, right now, I'm still trying to get sold, but. A stream wise, I'm actually doing a Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland uh, single power challenge at the moment. Single what? Cha- oh, single, single power. Co- sing, sing, yeah, single copy ability challenge, actually. Oh, what, do you get to choose which one? I, or? Uh, I started with Beam because that's the only, because other than, I think Beam and Spark are the only two that someone's ever done it with. In oh. this case, Dark Souls 8 is the only person who's ever done it. Wow. How long does it take to beat the game with that, with just one single ability? Uh, about an hour, I think. Okay. She did in like 57 minutes. Probably oh, wow. about an hour, I, th- I feel. That's not bad. I've, got, I've gotten close. I got to like 5-4 before losing my power in the very last room. Oh. oh so brutal. yeah, there's, there's, diff- there's different challenges that come with it too. Because like in that last room, you just fall down a waterfall and there's a bunch of enemies that you have to avoid. Normally you just hug the wall on the right because there's five pigs there and no other enemy will hit you usually. But like because you bounce off the pigs, other enemies will hit you. It's not usually a problem for like the for like the normal runs of that game. So I didn't think about it. I, I, gotta, I just lost the power because of that. I got to tell you, I in the, I've only noticed it the last year or two. But people taking on these like really they're, they're they're niche niche and they're unique. But these challenges for like they don't really. I mean, they don't you don't have to play the game this way, but they're really fun to watch and a good way to play the game in a oh, new yeah. way. You know, I mean, speedrunning is the same way as well too. Like right. speedrunning is the most popular form of a challenge run. I've always said that. <laughs> like so- challenge run. They're, they're very much hand in hand. They go they go together, you know? 
Wow, that is. I so that's why. Yeah. That's why I wanted to try it myself. Like, I if if I end up being the the beam only run, I can do something else, like sword only, for instance. I was oh, thinking of that one. Heck yeah! Funny enough, in the in the first three and the first room of Nightmare in Dreamland, there are actually three powers, which is first beam, then spark, and then fire. At the end of it. So you can fire's really... never been done before, but the other two have been done. Okay, got it. Is fire coming up next? Would you consider doing a fire run? Uh, Dark Souls almost done. Almost be it. It's the okay. first time I talked talk about second go but <laughs> i i have not i'm i'm i might i might do it for all of them at some point which is really hard because three powers are literally just powers you have to hold the whole time being uh mike crash and light if you press uh if you press b at all with with like crash or light you just get rid of the power oh, nice. so it's like you got so for like, for like boss fights right or anything like that you have to like get rid of your power uh, get get like a star that that the boss drops and then get your power back and just keep maintaining like that. Oh, it feels that like it's awful. not possible. Yeah, but I also feel like it's barely possible. <laughs> just enough to be possible. That's something I probably take like a month to do. Yeah, that sounds awful. That sounds like a grind. I, yeah, I don't know if I would do that, but like it's it's definitely a possibility. Oh my god! Well, I, yeah, well good luck to you other, if you do. Thank you. Other than that, right now, like I like. I want I want to get back into uh, running Kirby Kirby sixty four as well. Oh, cool! Because I actually have that in a marathon in mid April. Oh, retrothon. Ret- hey, you're gonna do a retrothon? Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I have that in Warland four in there. Awesome! So, yeah. <laughs> so check out on the in retrothon. I'll, uh, I, I'm, I'm I'm part of the stream team for I think I, I stream under uh, RGL. So retrothon's a oh, great yeah. another great marathon. Y'all should submit to if you haven't. But. Uh, um, I guess RGL is cool. If my, RGL ever needs a Game Boy Advance person, I got you. Hey, there you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's retro. It's came out in 2001. Deal with it. <laughs> it is still retro. It's over 18 years old. It can vote. Um, I, I, I guess this is my personal chance. I, I'm so thankful that you guys have started and continue to do Retrothon. I've I participated in a couple of them now, and I just I, I'm really thankful that things like, like it exists. And so thank you for continuing mm-hmm. to do that uh, great work. Um, no problem, no problem. If people... It's are, really hot in here. There's a couple <laughs> things. First of all, tell us where can people watch Calithon and then where can people find you on the interwebs? All right, so Calithon is just at twitch.tv slash Calithon. Okay. Our Twitter is uh, Calithon SR, like SR for speedrun, you know? Awesome. And uh, I think your Discord's also discord.g slash Calithon, if I remember correctly. Oh, good. I'm actually going to check because I forget if we actually have the URL like that. <laughs> I think we do... Uh, no, we're not. Okay, never mind. Don't go with that one. <laughs> I will include a link in the show notes and on the YouTube description. So if you want, I can give you an invite right if you want me to, just for just for that link. No problem. But, yeah. Other other than that, like you find me on just on the internet at uh, twitch.tv slash mr underscore shasta. Uh, you know, also like also on Twitter at mr shasta. I don't have the underscore there, but yeah. I, I noticed you posted too about you're going to be doing a schedule change. You're going to be uh, you're going to go more daytime hours now. Yeah, so I moved in with Tay, and he streams her at night because he has a full-time job, so it makes sense. <laughs> makes total sense. I, a lot of times I, I stream late at night, so like Shasta and I stream similar times, so like I can always usually catch his stream, but uh, he'll be streaming during the day now, which is pretty awesome. Hell yeah. So, no, oh, Funny enough, though, like apparently Friday and Saturday is in the stream, so I can just stream during night then. <laughs> so perfect! <laughs> Hell yeah! Thank you for putting it in the chat, Murdoch. I appreciate it. And Shasta, thank you so much for taking the time to talk all things portable consoles and Calithon and everything. I really appreciate it. And no uh, thanks for taking the time, man. Best of luck to you. Thank you.
Thanks everyone for listening and watching. If you're enjoying the podcast, subscribe, leave a review. All those things go a long way to helping out the podcast. If you'd like to continue the conversation, I'm on Twitter at LatMackey, or you can also join the LatMackey Discord where we have a sequence break channel. We talk about guests. We have questions. It's really interactive, really fun. Please feel free to stop on by. Thanks so much. See you in the next one. Thank you.